Welcome to Location Matters, the podcast from NGIS, covering the world of mapping and location technology. Hi everyone and welcome to Location Matters. My name's Sarah Butler. Indoor mapping is something that we've talked about on this podcast before and recently in February we were lucky enough to have Christian Mugler from Maps People in Denmark be on our podcast and in our studio with us while he was on a trip to Australia to meet with some people. Very quickly after that things changed a lot and uh, we went from talking about indoor mapping to, to the fact that people weren't really permitted to move outside of their indoor living situation at all. So now the way we talk about indoor mapping has completely changed as people are now starting to emerge from their their social distancing, emerge from their life in lockdown and starting to adapt to what we hope will be a new normal. But the case for indoor mapping has never been more important. Today, I'm really lucky to be joined by Christian again. This time he's he's dialing in remotely from Denmark and I've got Oliver here with me as well. Okay, well, guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Now we've got you up on the big screen. It's almost like you're here in person. It's so good to have you back on the podcast. Thanks a lot, Sarah. It's a real pleasure to be back again and uh, to see you, at least also from uh, from Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> and we've also got Oliver Looker back on the podcast. Oliver's used to being on the podcast. Now he comes on as a guest speaker quite frequently. And the last time we had you on the podcast as well was when Christian was here last time. So thanks so much for coming back on, Oliver. Oh, it's it's my pleasure. It's great to be back. And just, yeah, when you introduced uh, Christian, just thinking about what's happened over the last, well, two two months? Yeah, roughly. Roughly two to three months. So, so for our listeners, Christian was here in Australia. If you didn't get to catch that podcast, I do recommend going back and having a, a listen to it because we talked about indoor mapping. We talked about the use case for having location intelligence indoors for sports and entertainment, for retail, for corporate offices. We talked about a whole bunch of things, but then all of a sudden, everything in the world got turned on its head. Christian left this office and went the next day, flew back to Denmark. And I reckon, I mean, you'll have to confirm this, Christian, but I think you were pretty close to not being let back in. It was touch and go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. So, you know... As you mentioned, like I was visiting Australia from end of February until uh, middle of March. And at that time, you know, people were, of course, aware of the coronavirus. And uh, you see, you saw also some of them wearing masks. But at the beginning, there were not so much uh, restrictions uh, imposed, except of people coming from from China and and all these risk zones. So basically, I had like a, a normal life in Australia where I just could you know walk around and you know go shopping go to restaurants without any problems and and we even attended like you know as you know the, the university event in, in Canberra where there were several hundreds of people attending but then you know uh, things get really more serious uh, the longer I stayed in Australia and then in the end of my trip I was really concerned about if I can make it home mm. so so in, during these three weeks I stayed in Australia that the virus has spread rapidly and globally, uh, you know, which means that several countries have um, started to impose the lockdowns, including Denmark. So I managed to get home on time because I arrived on Thursday and on Saturday, um, they introduced the lockdown. 
Wow. So, and then since then I've been uh, working from home. So basically all from our company have been working from home. I can't even imagine what it must be like because I know that, and I've said this in other podcast episodes, I've been doing a bit of a series at the moment of how the spatial industry has responded to the pandemic and how we've been innovating and been talking to a bunch of different technology partners. I spoke to Cardo, who, you know, are based in Madrid and so many of their team members have been affected. And I, I hate saying it, but we are very lucky um, here in Australia, but because we are at the moment talking about going back to the workplace. I mean, Oliver and I are here at the office today. We're sort of rotating it, but I know in Europe things are, you know, still quite, there's still a little bit of a way to go before things really return to some kind of new normal. I just thought it was interesting that when we were chatting with you last time, we were talking about all of these different ways that people can use indoor mapping and then all of a sudden everybody's social distancing, um, everybody's working from home and now we're talking about how you can use indoor mapping to actually bring people back safely. So this is a use case that I don't think the three of us ever anticipated we would be talking about three months later. Christian, I'd love to get your point of view from a maps people perspective. So you return back from Australia, you make it into Denmark, things are, you know, turning pretty bad with coronavirus. Things are kicking off all over all over Europe. What's going through your mind and the minds of your colleagues in terms of how do we respond to this? Yeah, well, in terms of, of our situation, you know, we were, of course, uh, really focusing on everybody's safety. Um, so we took that really seriously. And at the same time, we remained really calm, uh, figured out also the guidelines of the government. Uh, and then, of course, came the also all the practical arrangements, like of making sure that everybody uh, can actually work from home. And... Um, it revealed that it's not a problem in, in the digital world that we're living today, right? So, and then of course it was a, a challenge also where we needed to communicate to our customers, partners, uh, letting them know that we're still operating uh, almost as normal. But of course it has actually had an impact to, to everybody, right? So um, that was the beginning of like really taking care of ourselves, the customers, and then of course, we had to uh, look into the situation. How how can we um, how can we respond to that? And you responded quite quickly because I know that you have had to really adapt your your core offering, which is Maps Indoors, and you've managed to convert that into Maps Indoors Lite, which we will talk about in a moment. But before we do that, I'd love to now pivot just to Oliver to talk about where we are at here in Australia in terms of luckily being able to start returning to work, what's the lay of the land compared to what we're seeing in Europe? In terms of being able to return people back to the workplace safely, where are we at and what are some of the options available to people to make sure that their employees are ultimately safe? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if we if we look back to, I suppose, when Christian went back following his trip, uh, so that was about the middle of March, I think pretty much every every sort of government around the world will hit the hit the panic button basically trying to go to their business continuity plans having a look in there what do we do in uh, when we're faced with a pandemic so there's a lot of new uncharted territory that our governments around the world had to go through but pretty quickly had to come up with a plan and a plan to obviously restrict the spread 
And, you know, as we all know, that's sort of multifaceted in terms of keeping things clean, in terms of our hygiene. But there was some, you know, other steps around sort of social distancing and, and making sure that the space that we live in, that we move around uh, safely or to the point where you can go to one extreme and we have a, a complete lockdown. So, you know, all these different, all these different scenarios... When we talk about social distancing, it's inherently a location problem. We need to make sure that we're moving around, you know, using using the recommended um, guidelines by our government. So very quickly we had this sort of plan and we had to sit back and observe and, and see what the outcome would be. On the back of that, once, you know, we start getting some good data coming through, then we could look at, you know, how we can return back to some sort of level of normality. And that was sort of a three a three pronged or a three stage sort of process. And in Australia, New Zealand, we sort of managed to spring back fairly well, considering you know what's happening around in other places around the world. So that's interesting. So we we now know what's happening here. We're in this return to work phase. I guess from a maybe a maps indoors perspective, Christian, you can shed more light on this. You were faced with business as usual back in February. And then all of a sudden, everybody starts working from home. Everybody goes back to their places of work. Sports completely stops. People aren't going to stadiums anymore. People are very rarely going to the grocery shop. I'm sure that at this point in time, you guys were wondering, okay, what can we do now? Because eventually people are going to have to come back, right? So then you've come up with this idea of of Maps Indoors Light. How do we take our product that already exists and how do we make it simplified and, and bring it down to a place where people can easily implement it and quickly to make sure people are safe. Tell us a little bit about that process. Exactly. So, you know, in, in the beginning of the uh, of the pandemic, we were very careful around our communication to the market as we wouldn't come off taking advantage of the situation. And at the same time, we also saw a clear need of our product. So it was a really delicate balance. But then we, we discussed the situation internally and then ideas came to life. So in the US, you know, the pandemic uh, has forced hospitals to quickly uh, transform, uh, support the influx of patients in a safe and manageable way. So to help the hospitals uh, during this crisis, we have developed Maps Indoors Red together with our partner uh, BirdDoc Technologies, which is an emergency wayfinding solution that helps to reduce the risk uh, of spread, it protects all the resources and, and communicate, you know, important information in a safe way. So, in other words, you have Maps in the Spread, which is um, a live and interactive map of your venue that allows patients and staff to easily locate, for example, medical supplies, test tents, uh, treatment centers, you know, without exposing other patients and visitors to the virus. And then in the continuation of that initiative, we saw a need that arised as companies began to um, slowly allow people get back to their offices. So for this reason, we also identified five challenges related to that, that Maps Indoors could help solve. And of course, Maps Indoors Light came alive. So Maps Indoors Light is a light version of Maps Indoors that focus exclusively on the challenges related to bringing back people in the company's facilities. And of course, we were really aware of the, of the seriousness of the urgency of the situation. And that's why we wanted to create a solution that we can deliver fast, right? 
and that's probably something we also going to discuss maybe later on what it's all about but it was a really priority that companies uh, were in different stages bringing back people but one important aspect was also to be able to deliver the solution really fast because you know we couldn't or, or at least the uh, the companies couldn't wait to get that solution I think one of the things we've realised with COVID-19 is that it's highly unpredictable. I think in terms of being able to bring people back to work, like you were saying before, Oliver, really Australia and New Zealand is ahead of the curve. What do you see the opportunity as being for, for people returning back to work with using a software like this Yeah. in terms of bringing people back safely? I mean, what can it avoid? I can imagine if you're working in a big corporate office environment, when things are so unpredictable and things are changing from day to day all the time, sticking up you know, pieces of paper in the office saying you've got to move this way and, okay, now next week that's changed and you can't do that anymore, you can't go in there. What's the opportunity here in Australia so that we can be the leaders in this space in terms of implementing a technology like this? Yeah, I mean, that's a really super important point. You know, having a digital solution to help you through these times is a lot more powerful than resorting to, you know, old school traditional methods of, of using paper and printouts and those sort of things where, you know, very quickly if things are changing, you know, very rapidly, better or worse, when you're resorting to those hard copy communications, they can become very stale and irrelevant very quickly. So if we can manage that on a platform from a digital perspective, then those communications, we can, you know, update them in real time. You know, not only the our employees, but also you know, other people that interact with a, with a company. So, I mean, if you then try and align that to where we are in Australia and New Zealand where, like I said previously, we're a little bit in front of some, of, some other countries in terms of lifting some of the restrictions to, to combat COVID-19. For example, here um, in Western Australia, uh, they're looking at opening up and returning back to the, to the workplace. So it's, it's very, very relevant now to have digital platform to be able to manage this. I think the other thing that we all must recognise as well that, you know, MAPS indoors before COVID-19 was being used and deployed in, in corporate offices. Yeah. Again, to create that, you know, that digital experience, you know, for, for companies and, and their employees. So I think that's an important point to note as well. I think further to what you were just saying there, Oliver Christian, I would love to know more about some of the key product features of MAPS indoors light that, that you think are the most relevant at the moment? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So maybe to add the, the key features and also the, the key challenges that we see um, companies are facing is, for example, also which facilities can I use as an employee? There might be a situation where the return of the employees is done in phases. In our case with MAPS people, you know, we, we also had to start slowly, meaning like, there was first development team or deployment team that came back and then like marketing and then sales. So we really had to be cautious uh, with that. And then it's also where it's really important to maintain the physical distance, right? And, and map which desks can be used or not. So for that reason, our customers can use our content management system to define the desks that they can use or not. And they can even also color it. So for example, give the desks that should be available in green and mark the ones that are not available in red, for example, you know, so mm -hmm. that it's really visible for everybody that used the map. Hey, this is the situation. This is how we, uh, these are the desks that we can use or not. And then of course, we also have for the, uh, for the administration, 
you know, how can they get an overview of the areas to use? So for this purpose, they can use our Maps Indoors dashboard to see how many desks, uh, rooms that are on each uh, location type across floors and buildings. So through the dashboard, you can view the full inventory of a corporate office. Furthermore, you know, you also have really important to mention is to show that which routes people can use, right? Because normally people use the same entrance, the same route, the same elevator, the same stairs to get to their office. And with this situation we are in, you know, we can give specific routes to specific users. So we can divide employees into groups that use different kinds of entrances, stairs, uh, meeting rooms, toilets, and so on. Another thing is also that I want to mention is the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the positive thing in using the content management system is also to color the areas that are restricted and not rest and, and are permitted to, uh, to visit. And then also the last thing is, you know, you can label the desks with the names of your employees. So you have a full overview of who is sitting where. Um, so in that way, if someone gets sick, you know, you can, you can uh, react really fast and see, you know, which people were um, located just close to this person. And then you can tag the right uh, measurements to, to react on them. Yeah, I think that uh, the ability to manage teams is really, really important and really relevant. A lot of businesses are looking at staggering how they come back to work and having many different teams in some situations um, just to, as a means to find it a little bit easier to be able to manage things like social distancing and obviously managing you know, the facilities at work so there's not so much close contact. So being able to manage that in a, in a content management system um, where you've got the different teams, being able to cut a code areas where you can and cannot go, and obviously those trusted routes, uh, it makes it really powerful, not only to the employees and the end users, but also for the operations people, uh, the facilities managers who need to you know, obviously safely manage the, the asset. So it gives them a, a, a digital platform to be able to do that. I think it's amazing that we're, like I said before, that we're sitting here having this conversation and talking about this particular use case. I think one of the things that, and it's been something I've been raising a lot throughout my podcast episodes while we've been working in self-isolation and me talking to a lot of other mapping technology providers who are doing all sorts of wonderful, amazing things. I think the spatial industry is really showing its value and in so many ways, it's not always just doom and gloom and putting on a map, you know, all the, the bad information about deaths and all this stuff. There's a lot of really amazing things that you can do. And something you said before, Oliver, that really rung true was the way that we are now living and the way that we're moving around. And we seem to all, as a human race, just be more spatially aware in terms of like where we are, how far we are from somebody. It's like everything's been heightened. Yep like you said, something like inherently location-based is it's at the core of the idea of social distancing. I would be really curious to hear what both of you think about the post-pandemic world's going to look like now. How do you think people are going to embrace location intelligence now? Maybe, Christian, I'm interested to know just your general view on that. Like something you and I have talked about before at length is about the, the stadiums and entertainment space. Sport is back on. There's no audience. Surely some of these organisations, um, people running these venues are thinking, how the heck do we bring back fans to to a stadium experience and do it safely? 
I think that's a really, really big example. You're talking about hundreds of thousands of people potentially. And then Oliver will come to you and ask you what you think about that as well. But Christian, what do you think about how we're going to embrace location intelligence after all of this in this new world that we'll live in? Yeah, yeah, that's a it's a great question. And so, you know, I think location intelligence has a bright future. So the possibility is that lying the data related to location, you know, enables business to identify consumer tools or consumer trends, consumer behavior, and a variety of information that is of great value. I think location changes will increase both outdoor and, and indoors because people are constantly moving, as Oliver mentioned as well. And also due to the fact that humans beings spend most of their time indoors. So as long as the population is growing, more venues and buildings will be built, which means, again, there will be more corporate offices, more hospitals, more shopping malls, more stadiums. And then back to your other questions. Yes, I mean, I think it's probably happening the same way with the corporate offices, right? So to bring back the visitors, maybe it will happen also in steps or so, for example, a stadium that covers 50,000 visitors might, for example, only allow 10,000 in the beginning, you know, which, and then you also have to place them with and keep the social distancing alive, right? So, and, and that's, of course, something we can help with, you know, so making that available on the map, saying like, you know, these are the places or the, the seats that can be used. And then in respecting like the social distancing. So I think it's like, I think it's happening in, in phases, as I mentioned, like slowly getting back, always respect the regulations of the governments. And then finally, uh, eventually we'll get back to, um, I wouldn't say normality as we had before. I don't think it'll be normal either. <laughs> at least we, we, we can, uh, you know, we can gather again uh, without being like, um, without being afraid. Or, uh, yeah, or anxious. I think. Something I took away from what you just said is that I think we've all learned a lot in this period, for sure. I think there's a lot of learning that we've done throughout this whole last three months. It feels like we've, I don't know about you guys, it feels like I've lived a whole year in the past three months. It's just, you know, you just become so acutely aware of absolutely everything to do with the way you move around and everything feels like a bit of a blur. Oliver, you're a, you love GIS, you've been doing GIS for years. I bet you've been waiting for this moment, I guess, for people to be like, oh, okay, we get it now. This is what it's all about. <laughs> oh, it, it's good to see the recognition, but um, you're probably less so around these circumstances. Oh, yeah, of course but, not in these circumstances. Um, but but yeah, I think I think post, post-pandemic, there's definitely a, a greater need for location intelligence. And I think I think it's up to up to us as sort of industry leaders to to help raise the awareness. I still think there's probably parts of the you know the community that's not fully aware of what's possible, and that's really where a platform like Maps Indoors, you know, using something like Google Maps to provide that platform, it helps with the community being able to adopt a product like that through their use of Google Maps. I think there'll be a, a greater need for for this sort of platform. We're already sort of hearing it as well, so. You can integrate maps indoors with indoor positioning technology. So the GPS that we see when we're, we're outdoors, we can understand where we are indoors. If we utilise things like Bluetooth beacons, for example, we can understand where we are inside the office. So one of the questions that we got asked when we held a webinar recently just on the, the maps indoors light, so you must go to the, the lovely website to check that out, um, was just around 
yeah, if we're going down a particular corridor and we understand that the width of that corridor is, say, sort of 1.5 metres or 2 metres, how can we sort of, you know, regulate the foot traffic that's going through there and making sure that potentially alerting our employees if it does become uh, a bit of a congested area, a bit of a hot spot in terms of foot traffic and make sure that we, you know, send out the notification to avoid um, those sort of exposure points and put at risk the employees. And it's not only just for COVID-19. It could be in the middle of winter when it's a, a flu season, for example. So, you, yeah, we all know the impact that what flu has. So it's just a, a broader, safer environment. And I think it's an opportunity to, to raise the awareness and utilise platforms like Maps Indoors to just create a, a better and a, and, a, and a safer working environment as well. So that, that's the potential, I think, and, and I think people will realise through the means of COVID-19 just on, you know, just how location intelligence can help them. Yeah, absolutely. I think that at the moment people are really a bit reactive in terms of like, well, they have to be. I mean, like I said before, everything changes every second, but we're also, we're needing things to happen quickly. We're having to adapt quickly. You know, we're talking about going back to the office in Australia and New Zealand a few weeks ago that wasn't even on the cards. If people are out there at the moment and they're trying to figure out how do we bring people back safely, if they wanted to do something like Maps Indoor Light Christian, how long would it take to turn it around, make it work for their corporate office? Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned, you know, uh, based on the, the situation where people really need some guidance and help, we can deliver this solution in seven days. It covers basically up to 25,000 square meters. That's also really important to mention. Also, other information regarding Maps in the slide is that there is no on-site installation required from our side. And uh, I mentioned many times that you have a, a complete control through using the our content management system. Also to mention is that this solution is web-based. In case you need or you want to integrate that solution into your existing mobile application or kiosk solution, it's of course also possible, but then a full license is required. And this uh, Maps Indo Slide solution is a six month license. Yeah, that's basically um, the most important information that I, I can share. What's the role of, of Lively within this, this piece, Oliver? Yeah, so Lively are ANZ channel partners for, for MAPS people. So we are your on-the-ground point of contact for, for any of your MAPS indoors or wayfinding needs. So if any of what we've spoken about today has sparked interest, you know, looking at a digital solution for helping getting back to work and managing your office spaces, yeah, come and have a chat to us. So you can go to our website, lively, liveli.com.au check it out there and yeah we're always interested to hear any uh, sort of new use cases around this like i say more recently some prospects have been talking about how can they manage tight-knit sort of corridors and and those sort of questions managing their different teams and so i think as what christian has described around the maps indoors light platform i think you can you know get an understanding that the platform's ready to go Christian, you mentioned a couple of things earlier in the podcast. You talked about the health and, and hospitals use case. If, if there was any of our listeners out there that wanted to know a little bit more about anything that you've discussed today, did you have any resources that you would point them to? Yeah, you know, everything is 
All information is available on our website also, mapspeople.com. Talking about Maps in Slide, um, as you mentioned, Sarah, we also have recorded a webinar uh, recently. So that is also available on both websites, both on Lively and Maps People. There is also video available. We also have blog posts about it. There is, um, you know, basically a lot of information just by going on our website and, and of course, by reaching out to you guys. Awesome. Well, we'll include all of those links in the, the podcast notes. So for our listeners, you just head to the NGIS website, which is ngis.com.au. Go to the newsroom podcast and there we'll have all the links from everything that the guys have touched on today. But that's all we've got time for. Uh, Christian, it's so awesome to see you. It's good to be able to talk to you about this. We hope everything's cool with you guys and um, everybody in the, the MAPS people team are, are doing really well. So thank you so much. Thank you very much, Sarah and Oliver. It was a pleasure again to be to be back and talking with you. And hope also that everything is fine at your place and uh, looking forward to, to see you again. Sometime soon, we hope. Maybe it won't be for a while, we don't think, but it was good to see you right before it all went a bit mad. Um, but Oliver, thank you so much again for being on the podcast. Always good to have you here. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, yeah, thanks again, Christian, as well, for taking your time out. Well, that's all we've had. Thanks a lot, guys. That's all we've got time for. So as usual, we really recommend that if you enjoy the NGIS Location Matters podcast that you subscribe and you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher. You've been listening to Location Matters, the podcast from NGIS covering the world of mapping and location technology. To find more episodes or to read our blog, check out our website, ngis.com.au.